Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to the Post Blog Podcast. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog Podcast. As always, for those of you who this is not your first time listening, thank you. Thank you for staying tuned in. I greatly appreciate it. We're just friends. Have you ever told your significant other that? Maybe your boyfriend or girlfriend, or maybe your husband or your wife. Yeah, we're just friends. There's nothing to worry about. Not you and them, but you and someone else outside of your relationship. I don't know about you, but I strongly believe that you cannot have opposite sex relationship and not have some type of attachment. I am naturally a friendly person. I love being around people. I love having friendships. I love connecting with others. But I've realized over the years, over my 26 years of life, that there needs to be boundaries. There needs to be a separation when it comes to the opposite sex relationship. Being that I enjoy meeting people, I enjoy talking, I enjoy connecting one-on-one, I especially need to create boundaries. Now, I didn't come up with this idea or this thought process 10 years ago. I actually figured this out about three to four years ago when Jared and I first met each other. If you read my blog post on We're Just Friends, you know that I ended up in a little bit of a sticky situation where the guy that for me was just a friend ended up having some type of attraction to me and wanted to go out on a date. And he knew Jared and I were dating and did not respect that. If you did not read the blog, I'll just give you a little summary of what happened. This guy, we were in ministry together. Jared was in a different ministry. And this guy knew that Jared and I were dating each other. We were really serious. We're going for it. All that jazz. And he got my number because we're in ministry and we're leading a certain group together. All that good stuff. Well, texting turned to phone calls. Phone calls turned to longer phone calls and praying for students and praying for things to happen, praying for lives to be changed. And that created an emotional attachment or a a type of connection that I did not need with him and he did not need with me, especially since I was in a dating relationship. I was courting and pursuing someone. So all that led to one day after one of our meetings, he asked me if I could go out to eat with him. And it wasn't, hey, can we as a group go out and eat? It was, hey, can you and I, just me and you go eat? And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, Jared was right this entire time. I was absolutely wrong. This guy likes me. I ended up telling him, you know, I personally don't want to go eat alone. Jared and I made an agreement to not drive alone one-on-one with the opposite sex. So I'm sorry, but we can make this a group thing. So a group of us, all of us went. I drove with the girls. He drove with the guys. And whenever we got to the restaurant, I sat far away from him. I didn't sit across from him. I didn't sit next to him. I sat with the girls just to make a point that I was not interested. And I got the wrong message from the get-go. I thought this was ministry. I texted Jared and I told him, you know, I'm really sorry, but now I'm stuck. I don't know how to get out of this. And well, being the type of person that Jared is, if you don't know my husband, he's very no nonsense. He's very forward and he means what he says and he says what he means. And basically Jared just put him in his place. One thing that I learned from this whole experience 
is that people do not care if you're in a relationship or not. And Jared told me from the get go, if someone likes you, they will be there and their being there lingering around is simply a means to take the seat of the one that's currently occupying it. So the moment Jared steps out of the picture, that's when that guy would have stepped in and say, you know what, I'm in this. I want you kind of thing. So after that whole situation, Jared and I had a really big heart to heart, a deep conversation about what it is to have friendships outside of our relationship. Like I said, being the naturally friendly person that I am, this was a hard discussion because immediately I put a wall up and I said, oh, but that's controlling. That's manipulation. That's wanting to take charge of my life and tell me what to do. That wasn't it at all. It's a matter of respect. Because when I placed myself in Jared's shoe and I realized, golly, if another girl did that and Jared was entertaining it, Jared was praying with another girl, Jared was in ministry with another girl and having those deep conversations and texts about their students, I would have felt extremely insecure about my relationship. Yeah, I know Jared's heart, but I don't know hers. And I would hate for anything to come between what we have going on. So if you are currently facing this, if you are in a dating relationship, a marriage relationship, and you feel like your significant other is trying to control you to not have relationships or friendships outside of the one that you're currently pursuing, then maybe you should place yourself in their shoe. How would you feel if your husband had a friendship with a female? Genuinely, how would that make you feel? And vice versa. And it doesn't have to be marriage. It's dating. It's courting. Whatever it may be, boundaries need to be set because you're making a choice to pursue one person. This is not an open relationship where you date 5, 10, 15, 20 people at the same time. This is you chose one person and it's the one that you're pursuing. So I did some research on this because I needed something to kind of back me up here rather than just my opinion that you can't have friendships with the opposite sex outside of the one that you're currently pursuing. And according to Scientific America, they state that it is nearly impossible to have a friendship or relationship with the opposite sex without one person gaining some type of attraction, some type of feeling towards that person. And in men, men especially, they've found that they are more attracted to their female friends than vice versa. So research has been done on this. And you can do your own digging if you feel like you know what, Vashri, that's not good enough for me because I still want to be best friends with so-and-so. Do your own research on this, but mainly put yourself in that other person's shoe. You don't want to drive insecurity in a relationship. You want security. You want that comfort knowing this person that I'm pursuing is choosing me first. And that's not controlling. That's not manipulation. That's not anything that's negative. It's protecting each other and protecting what's sacred. So in my conversation with Jared, after having that hard talk about all of that jazz, we ended up making some hard, fast rules in terms of our relationship. One of them we had already had in place, and that was we don't drive with the opposite sex outside of the immediate family. One, just for accountability's sake. Two, for protection. And three, it's just, it looks awkward. It honestly just looks so awkward for me to be driving with another guy that's not my husband or that's not the one that I'm dating. I can drive with my brothers and no one would think twice. But we live in a world where a lot of things happen and it's easy for things to be said that wasn't done or it's easy for things to be done. So just for accountability, for protection and for that comfort knowing that 
you know, no one can talk. No one can say anything because we're doing right. My mom always says, don't give the devil room to speak. Another rule we came up with is if it's not work related or an emergency, there's no place to have a text or phone call or conversation with the opposite sex. That one specifically is hard for me because I do work with majority men. That can be difficult, especially when you're dealing with accounting and payroll that is hard because you're kind of in contact with these people quite often, especially if they have questions. Another rule we have is for our friends that are married, if there's a need to text one of them, we form a group message for that. That's just so that we honor our friends and we honor their marriage or their relationship. Jared and I have an understanding where there are certain people where it's okay for me to text something real quick. It's okay for him to text something real quick and not have to form a group message for it. That's completely fine. It's not a strict and fast rule where it's you can't text anyone that's married and is of the opposite sex. That's not it. I don't want to come across as if Jared is controlling and I'm controlling him. We don't trust each other. That's not it at all. We do trust each other, but we do believe highly in accountability. And he's my accountability. I'm his accountability. Although we do have friends that we text individually about random things If they are married, we do try to keep that as a group message just so that we honor our friends. And the last rule, and this one is extremely important, never confide in friends of the opposite sex. The moment, the moment you do, the moment there's secrecy, the trust between you and your significant other becomes questionable. Jared is phenomenal. He does not text women at all. He doesn't work with but one female. And outside of that, there are no other females in his life beside his immediate family. And so he doesn't have a need to confide in any one of the opposite sex. I, on the other hand, that is very tricky and that I thread on a fine line there because I work with so many males that sometimes I'll be in a conversation and I'll have to stop myself and say, oh, I need to step out of this because I don't want anyone to feel like they can confide in me. Your best friend is the person you're pursuing. Once you're married, that person's your best friend off the board. Everyone else, they're secondary. And you should not keep secrets away from the one that you're pursuing. Because again, put yourself in their shoe. How would you feel if they did that to you? A lot of times the reason why people emotionally or physically cheat is because we allow things to creep in. We open certain doors, we open certain relationships, we entertain certain conversations, and then slowly but surely we become so comfortable that we don't even realize we're hurting the ones that we love. So if you're in a relationship, and even if you're not in a relationship, make some of these hard, fast rules for yourself before you get in a relationship. Create healthy habits, cultivate a healthy mindset to know that there are certain boundaries that you need to keep in relationships. There are certain boundaries you need to hold hard and steadfast at in order to honor the one that you're trying to pursue. And let me just make this very clear. Boundaries are not to restrict you. Boundaries are not to harm you. Boundaries are to keep you safe. Anytime I think about boundaries, I think about it as if you are riding on a roller coaster. If you're riding on a roller coaster, you need to have that security belt over you. That security belt isn't to constrict you. That security belt isn't to harm you. But that security belt separates you from pain. It separates you from getting hurt. 
So whenever you are approaching something, whether it doesn't even have to be a relationship, it could just be in life. Boundaries are extremely important. Boundaries keep you safe and having those boundaries and sticking with those boundaries, putting that security belt over you prevents you from getting in sticky situations. Now, if you have friends of the opposite sex that your significant other it has been telling you, hey, I don't appreciate that friendship. Hey, I don't appreciate those conversations. Put yourself in that person's shoe and you got to make some big decisions. Figure out what your priority is. If you're having this conversation right now with the one you're pursuing, let me tell you, the best thing you can do, if you're serious about the relationship you're in, the best thing you can do is to honor that person. And it's not control. It's not manipulation. At least it shouldn't be control or manipulation. It should be out of love. Protecting each other, protecting each other's hearts and also protecting each other's minds. What is your priority? Why are you in that relationship? If it's for long term, then that person should be your goal. If you're just in it to be in a relationship, then you probably shouldn't be in one. Let's be honest. Figure out your priority. There's no such thing as we're just friends. And create healthy boundaries. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog Podcast. Remember, same time, same place next week. I love y'all so, so much. But remember... God loves you most.